Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. are listening to the intoxicated podcast if you are brand new to this podcast this is typically a drunk podcast where i interview my friends about various life topics this week we are actually coming at you with the second part of the us two episode that i recorded with amanda carmen and shannon all about the us two movement our various experiences with it and our different stories and just an absolutely epic discussion about sexual harassment, assault, and abuse. If you are new to this episode, I would definitely suggest to check out part one first and then hop into this one. This one kind of picks up where we left off. Um, part one, we heard from myself and Carmen. And in this second part, we just get right into it from the get-go. Um, we hear from Shannon and Amanda. And we even take a question from a listener. Um, so it's really, really, really good. I ended up recording for three three hours with these girls. So this is part two. So we did kind of have to cut it up into two parts. Just like I did with part one, I do need to put a trigger warning on this, um, especially where we just get right into it from the very beginning. There's not much of a cushion um, like we kind of had in part one. So just be warned that we do talk about some intense stuff that you might find upsetting. So if you do, certainly do not listen. But if you are interested in hearing this, um, it's a great discussion. I did want to read a message that I got from a listener. Um, she is actually a friend of mine, but definitely not somebody I talk to all the time. So when I got this message, it really made me feel really good about the fact that we did an Us Two episode. So here I go. I'm going to read this message from a listener of the podcast. She says, Sarah, I just listened to your Us Two podcast and oh my God, you are the strongest woman I know. And thank you so much for creating that podcast because I needed to hear from girls what happened to you and what happened to me and what happens to all of us at some point is not okay. I'm so incredibly thankful to hear you be so honest because it feels like I can be honest now about my own sex life and my own ideas around sex. You are incredibly mature. I mean, sometimes, I guess. And such a caring individual, and you have helped give me strength beyond all measure. You must know that your podcast has for sure helped so many women, and men probably, because you have so clearly explored the discourse around these sensitive topics and made it foolproof as to how rape culture and victim blaming completely distort a woman's understanding of blame and accountability. I can never truly explain what it felt like to listen to this podcast but for once it felt like someone understood years of feelings and actions that I had slash portrayed. To feel like someone understands the fear of sex, the fear of not having an excuse for something, the need to sound overly comfortable with sex when deep down inside it's the last thing you want was so incredibly comforting and also helped push me to look for support within my own group of friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again. And she did go on to say that actually after listening to the podcast, she ended up calling her doctor um, to get a referral for a therapist to get some help. So I, I I just can't thank you so much for that feedback. I, geez Louise, like I never thought it, this podcast that started off as a drunk fun podcast would actually help someone so much. So thank you so much. Um, I'm so glad that this episode helped you and I hope it's helping a lot of you. 
sometimes it's it's hard doing podcasts because you kind of just feel like you're talking out into a wall that you're not quite sure if people are listening if people are taking in what you're saying and to hear that feedback was great reassurance that we are talking about something that people can relate to and on the note of getting help i will link below like i did in part one to some different resources you can contact in case you do need some help and need to talk to somebody and we're still here. We're still we're still going to keep talking about this. This is not over with the hashtag. Hashtag kind of died away a couple days after it started, but we're not going to let the discussion stop. As per usual, make sure you are subscribed on iTunes and Google Play. Also, make sure you are subscribed to Intoxicated Reviews, hosted by Corey. He is bringing you awesome recaps and reviews of both current and 90s movies over there on Intoxicated Reviews. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated our website is www.intoxicatedpodcast.com just like i said at the end of the part one um if you heard this and it helped you in any way feel free to either send me a message if you know me personally or you can email intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you thought of this um because i gotta say receiving that feedback from that listener is something that made me really really happy so i would just love to hear if it's helping you as well but anyways guys that's about it very happy to bring you part two of our us two episode like and i know we're not even done yet and i'm saying this right now honestly this i'm most proud of this episode you should be of all the things i've done i've done a lot of silly shit Mm. um but i'm very proud of what we're doing sometimes things need to get serious Mm -hmm. and good on you for bringing that to attention but we've also we've had the whole gamut you learn a lot you know may i talk you up yes please yes yeah don't want to without so, your consent. So, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Shannon, if you want to go into anything, anything you want, cool. any any stories yes. or experiences cool. or, yeah. Let's keep the really sad have, ball. I don't role. care. I have no book. I don't give a shit. Who wants to see me kill the mood real fast? Oh. <laughs> oh. So, fun fact, I was molested at 11. Oh. Uh, yeah, fun I fact, right? Well. Um, I remember being, like, I actually don't remember much of mm. my childhood. I don't know why. Mm. I'm assuming it's shitty. I don't know mm. why, but I don't. Mm. Uh, but I do remember I was molested by a babysitter at 11. Hmm. I remember when I was probably 15, I got dressed up to go to a Harry Potter movie in like a Hogwarts costume, and I went to see my mom at the post office. And some, a gentleman, I say gentleman, an asshole man that she knew crossed as I was leaving. And I guess he told my mom that, wow, you guys are lucky she doesn't have to go to school with uniforms. I know, right? I know. I had a second cousin drive my brother and I to middle school and talk the entire road, the entire time, about trying to figure out which side of the family my tits came from. Because, yeah, he was pretty sure it wasn't my dad's side because my mom had really big boobs, so I probably got them from her. He also told my dad he was shocked that he hadn't locked me in a closet because that's what he would have done had I been his daughter. He's the same guy that during my grandmother's funeral, like, when I went over to talk to him and my cousin, my grandmother's funeral was like, man, isn't your cousin hot? Your cousin's so fucking hot, right? And I was just like, I'm going to leave right now. This is awkward as F. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> I know, oh right? God. I know. It's a dream. When I was 13, I was in Quebec with my mom. And we were crossing the street, and a guy in a limo yelled something obscene that I didn't hear, but my mother tore a fucking strip off him because I was so underage. And I remember thinking, this is so sad. This is how sad it is. We're bred into this. I remember thinking, wow, I must be pretty. He catcalled me. Because mm. we're like that's taught so that like that's something we should we're taught that's that good call, yeah. right? Mm. right? Like, and then mm. I I was in a really shitty abusive relationship for seven years. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Turns out. 
if you're not like getting wet for sex, it might be because you don't want to have sex with the person. No, you're no. Yeah, yeah, really? It's not as he has convinced you that your body's broken. It's that he's an asshole and you don't want him. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I met him as I was an upcoming actress. I did a lot of voice acting work on the internet, and he ran an audio drama company in town. And he was like, "You should come to audition." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I went there, and he was like, "Oh, look at this one. This one's broken. This one's damaged. This one just wants to be loved. I'm gonna get this one." What? He was married at the time. Oh, he was God. 19 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And by God, didn't he just... Re- he weedened me. Like, you know how Joss Whedon mm. was apparently, like, permanent on all his own girls? Like, yeah. you're, you're my muse. My wife and I... My, like, my wife and I are together, but, like, it's different. I still love her. And I appreciate her as the mother of my children. He had three fucking children. Three mm-hmm. boys. And he was like, I mean, we still have something there, but, like, I respect her and love her, but the spark is gone. It's been gone. And, like... I've slept with other people and it's cool. It's fine. You should totally believe me that it's cool and fine. You should let me sleep with you because you're my muse. He called me the Viola to his Shakespeare. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was so fucking twisted. And so I, I started doing like, I started and he was like, you can do really like, you're really serious in this acting thing. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what I want to do. Well, wouldn't it be cool if you like co-ran this company with me? Like, do you think you want to, yeah, like I could, you could be, you could do so much. Like we could do it together. Like we could do it together. And I was like, oh my God, this could really be a thing. Like, like, and this was when podcasting was new. So it was like, I do dramas like podcasting and we could, when we did, when they did a podcast, Oh my god, I'm on like the cusp of a new technology. Like, this is huge. And he was like, I'm going to this podcasting convention in Ottawa, and you should totally fly out with me and lie to your parents about it and totally come. It'll be amazing. Just tell them we're in separate rooms. It's fine. They don't need to know we're in the same room. They don't need to know that. It's all cool and good. You're an adult, you're a grown up. You can do your own life. That's why you need to keep secrets from your parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy was a fucking nightmare. So I went, and, like, the only things I really remember from that trip was that he wanted me to wear a collar, which oh. I, I personally do not like collars. I do – I am pretty subby, and I do respect real doms, which are very yeah. few of the people who think they're doms. Because mm-hmm. real doms, I'll let you know in a secret, that shouldn't be a secret because it should be common fucking knowledge. Real doms know – that they don't have the power. The sub has all the power. The sub has all the power. Because they're the person that says stop, and they're the person that says go. Yeah. And that's what's important. So, yeah. yeah. So, this wasn't a real collar. He bought this at a fucking pet store. With a fucking leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted me to pretend that I was Veronica Lodge, and he was going to be Reggie, and he was going to rip me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, got me dressed up like a schoolgirl a lot. He has total school fetish. Newsflash, he's also a fucking teacher. Like, just oh. so you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he... I'm my jaw. Like, I need to pick it. Oh, we're not even um, at the... This is, like, year one. Are you kidding? There's six more years. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I might I'm, have to, like, excuse myself to go throw up. Oh, seriously. Like, honey, a, honey baby uh, dolls. Honey baby dolls. Like, uh, all the trigger warnings. Triggers you don't even know are coming are coming, guys. Like, just so you know. Yeah. He had me come over to his house, his fucking house that he lived in with his wife and his children while she was out of town and, like, tied me to a chair in my little schoolgirl uniform and, like, unbuttoned my blouse and, like, took pictures of me looking all sad and helpless. And here's the thing. 
I was sad and helpless. I was uncomfortable mm. as fuck. And a real mm. man would have noticed mm-hmm. that. And a real man would have stopped and been like, obviously, this is something you're not comfortable with. Oh, no, no. He was just eating that fucking shit up. Yeah. Um, that's what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He loved... Uh, we're just going to get into it. I'm just going to get real. You can cut this if you want to give a shit. Uh, he used to kind of, like, do this thing. This is, this is really bad, guys. He used to fuck me with bottles. Like, wine oh. bottles. It's like, bled. And then be like... Not caring about it. I washed my own blood out of his wife's bed sheets in his uh, bathroom sink. Oh my god. Real story. Real story. And that was the same day as the pictures. And the same day that he had sex with me on the floor of his rumpus room. Did he say rumpus room? Rec room? Whatever it is. Anyway, had sex with me on the floor and in the middle of like almost him climaxing, declared that he was raping me. Like there was no consent talk about it. And, and hey, rape plays a thing. No judgments. But you gotta talk about that shit first. Uh-huh. And I felt like a badass because like I'm having this wild crazy. The same as you. It's the same thing. They make thing. you think that you have power and you're being like right. really sexually inhibited because that's what they want you to think because then you're just putty in their fucking hands. Mm-hmm. So it just continued and continued and continued. All these secrets. I was his little pet actress. I'm sure everybody else totally fucking knew what was going on and I don't blame them because I'm sure we were obvious as hell but I thought we were being secretive and dumb because I was only like 20. So like yeah. this was not good. Uh, we did a uh, radio drama once where we were all in, di- it was in a studio in Halifax and we were all in like partitioned areas and there was a part where my character got slapped. Normally, in a radio play, nobody actually fucking actually slaps. No one gets clap. slapped. Here's the thing. Yeah, there's sound effects for that. And I should know, because I edited for six fucking years those goddamn shows because he not, he thought, you're so much better at it than me. But we'll get to that. So, yeah, we're in a room of like, every, he was a very big exhibitionist. Like, super gross exhibitionist. And you can be a good exhibitionist. I'm not saying like, there's not a good way to be an exhibitionist. He was gross about it because obviously it gave no fucks about consent whatsoever. So he's like, what if I just slapped you? And then we wouldn't have to bother with sound effects. And I was like, I want to be the good actress. I want to be the good other Method. woman. I want to be the good wild child. I want to be the good, like, you know, bad girl. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you can do it. He fucking slapped me every single fucking take. Like, it wasn't just a, we'll do it once for the sound oh my effect. God. Which I should probably maybe understand even it's wrong. But at least there's coming from a sound effect point of view. No, he fucking slapped me every single fucking time in front of other people. What, did they, did they do anything? No. No, of course no, not. Of course not. He felt me up in, like, the whole time I was recording. He, like, had his hands all over my tits. Like, like, and no one did anything because they didn't see it at that point. Because he was at least smart enough to know he couldn't do that in front of a bunch of people. Oh, my but, God. But, yeah. And I thought it was like, oh, my God, I'm being so wild. This is crazy. I'm amused. It's sexual amused. That's like porn feminism. Mm. Oh, at its yeah. Pinnacle. Like, yeah. Like, what yeah. um, Hugh Hefner kind of oh. shoved down women's throats. I came of age in the 90s, mm-hmm. and that shit was at its fucking peak. Yeah. Mm. And, like, it was basically, like let us use you mm-hmm. and that means you're sexually free if but you, no yeah. you're more bound than ever oh you're oh, so bound that's the God, big that's so the greatest true. con is that they make you feel mm, you have the power big dupe. by them having the power and mm-hmm. they, they make you think oh my god I can't believe you make me feel this way you're so amazing and inhibited and I'm beyond anything I ever could have imagined in my life yeah. and then you feel special and I was a broken lonely undiagnosed mm. clinically depressed child mm. and I wanted that I wanted to be special I wanted to be different and and arty, and so the first and time pain too oh, feeds into that too. Like was, you know the, the artistic angst, pain the angst and the, the artism and like uh, it was, it was a, you know like it was the thing. That's how it was, you know. Mm. And like 
why I remember the first like dinner date we had was at a restaurant that's no longer in existence. Thank God. A lot of the restaurants we went to are no longer in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant Cove. <laughs> I do miss La Perilous Gorgonzola Snails, but that's beside the point. La Cave was the place for sexual. I never abuse. got to go there, but I did get to go when it was something in between La Cave and the sushi place it is now, and I can't for the love of me remember the Was there anything in between? There was, there was something, there in, between something in between. Yeah, yeah, because we went there and he gave me Sarah Jessica's perfume for my birthday, which for the record did smell really good. Oh. Did smell really good. Ah. Props to you, Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah. So the first time we had a date, I. I vividly remember I was wearing this little black skirt and this little like top that I got at I think stitches no blue notes one of those ones that had butterflies all over it and like big chunky the big chunky flip flops remember those mm. they were great I've been waiting for those to come back me too they were me comfortable <laughs> comfortable as fuck so all I really remember from this is that he ordered two bottles of wine and then was like well I have to drive I can't drink these Oh my what? god. This was his key to controlling mm-hmm. mm, Is that dang. I really don't remember a lot about the first three years of our relationship. Because yep. mm. he kept me blackout drunk. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. I think I remember that, you telling me yeah, about yeah, this probably. when we lived together. You've definitely heard probably bits of Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Because that was the easiest way to manipulate me. Because here's the thing, I black out fucking easy. Mm. And I guess maybe I was easier when I was black or drunk easy. Genetically, women right? are far more susceptible. We're so I just little. Read it, I just read an article mm-hmm. about this. Our bodies are tiny. You pour a bunch of ooze down my throat. Of course my brain's going to fucking black out. So, oh yeah. God. So, I remember coming to. I remember being in the restaurant and, like, slipping on my foot because I was, like, way too fucking drunk. Yeah. Like, wait. I was, like, looking back now, I think about the times we went to, like, really nice restaurants. I was so drunk. I was so obnoxiously drunk in a lot of those places. Mm. And I remember kind of blacking in and being bent inside, like, the back passenger seat of the car, bent over the back, skirt up my, like, up my hips, and, like, him outside the car naked, because, again, fucking freaky exhibitionist, not good kind of exhibitionist. Mm. And... I just remember him being like, oh, yeah, in the street, like, oh, I feel so free and alive. And me just being, like, scooting into the car so no one could see me and, like, pulling my skirt down and being like, oh, my God, did that really happen? Like, what the fuck? And then he just kind of drove me home, you know? Like, yeah, this guy was no good. And, but then, like, I was rebellious. Like, I never had a guy like that in my life. I mean, I had boyfriends until then. I had a boyfriend that neglected me to go do his thesis, so I felt lonely. I had one boyfriend who was like, I can't wait until we sleep together, because then I'll know you really love me. <sighs> never did sleep with you, dick. So what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I didn't girl. get any action. I didn't even give you a handjob. You had nothing. Yes. Yeah, so... I continued with this guy. Eventually, his wife found out. She kicked him out on Christmas Eve. Good for you, by the way. Good for you, woman. I'd say your name, but Mm -hmm. you don't deserve to be dragged into this. But you know who you are. You're the best. Um, And so uh, he was like, well, I guess now we can really be together. So the night he decided we were going to, like, be an official couple. Because, like, he was very big on rewriting all our history. Because, like, we had to have, like a real first anniversary date. Like, we couldn't use the ones from before because he was with someone people would know. He made oh me... Oh, my God. He made me... My mind is just... I'm... Uh, I'm sorry it's going to be so long. It's going to be No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't worry about that. So, he made me, like, the salmon steak with dill sauce. I can't look at a salmon steak to this day. Wait, what's a salmon it's steak? Like, it's like the... Not the filet, but, like, the round cut with, like, the spine in the middle. Oh, like, right. Okay, the yeah, one that's yeah, kind of shaped like a horseshoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that you shouldn't... You need to debone, and he didn't fucking debone it because he was a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. So, I had to pick <laughs> bones out of my mouth. And so, he decided to read me 
five pages of romantic gobbledygook <laughs> that he told me were going to be his vows to me at a wedding. Because <laughs> this guy fancied himself literally as fucking Shakespeare. Thought he was the, the best writer known to fucking mankind, and no one just understood him. Oh my god, what a piece of work. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, great, this is our first date. And I remember telling my mother, I remember being like, hey, I need to talk to you. And her being like, first of all, I remember when this first started. I remember me being in the bathroom, like, like brushing my teeth or whatever to go hang out with him. And I remember her knocking on the door. And my mother, my mother doesn't like, we don't really talk about important issues. But mm. she know she did reach out when she felt like, I should fucking reach out to my daughter. It's not good. And I remember her knocking on the door and being like, hey, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm just going out with this asshole. And she was like, okay. You're not in any trouble, are you? Mm. And I remember being like, what? No, totally not. And I remember getting in my car and being like, oh my God, I just lied to my mom. I just uh, lied to my mom. Right. I'm a total rebel wild girl. This is what it's like to be grown up. And like going to see him. So anyway, so like I remember telling her like, mom, I need to tell you something. Um, he and I were like, it's my phone telling me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> tell your phone to go fuck itself. So you're like, no. Tonight, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I, my mom was just like, I remember like being like, mom, I need to tell you something. And, and she knew it was coming. And I was like, this guy and I, we're, we're dating. Like, it's official now. And she just cried. And she was like, she knew. This guy. Oh, she, she knew. knew. Everybody knew he was no good. They didn't know to the extent that they know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brother, when he really found out, he, he was really mad at himself. He was like, I should have stopped it. I was like, you couldn't have. I probably only would have gotten further with him, despite mm-hmm. you. Like, and my mother knew that. She's like, "That's why I didn't push you very far. I knew you were already in it too deep. You were rebellious. Anything we tried to do just would have sent you further. Right. Like, you needed to learn for yourself because yeah. there are some things you do just need to learn for yourself. And until mm-hmm. you're ready to come out of it, we were there to help you when you got out, and they yeah. were. But I had to be willing to take that help and even realize I needed the help because mm-hmm. I didn't. It's like being a drug addict. It was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly that. I yeah. was addicted to him and the feelings he gave me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, I remember like he would try and get like a little kinky, and like I'd be like, "No, I don't want to do this." And he'd be like, "Well, just give it a sec. Maybe you'll like it." You know, like it. There was no like, oh, of course, like I'll back off. No respecting. No the respect. There was no respect for me because I was just like. An accessory on his arm. I was his young muse mm. to his artistic, grown ass man, and made him feel probably young because he was terrified of getting old and irrelevant. Which guess what? You are. Mm. So, yeah, I was with a filmmaker who was eight there, years my senior. And, oh, the, there are there's a sickness in creative types for men. I swear okay. to God. Like I'm Damn. not saying non creative types are jerks too, but there's a special kind of creative jerk. Oh yeah. my goodness. There well, is. there's yeah. my no? my ex, and then there's <laughs> men like. Which I take that name out. (laughs) (laughs) Can can that be a bleep? Can I just bleep it? So eventually, like, I I did, I I got my depression, actually, because I was drinking a lot to help cover my feelings. Mm -hmm. So, and, and because... Every time I saw him, he got me drunk. So mm-hmm. I kind of equated it as like the the thing to do. Like, yeah. okay, people drink, whatever. Habits. Yeah, I yeah. had booze hidden everywhere in my room, mm-hmm. everywhere, oh. everywhere. And I remember one night just being so drunk and like throwing up downstairs, and my mom coming down and being like Shannon. And I remember sitting on the couch with her, and that was the moment I was like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. This alcohol is being a problem. I need to get to the root of this. And she was like, You do. So I went to the doctor's office and I started crying. I was like, this is what's going on. He's like, I honestly think you're depressed. Hmm. And by God, wasn't he right? (laughs) I got on medication and then I got on another medication. And over the years, I got better. Hmm. And as I got better, 
I got distant from him mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, I mean, there were two full years that we didn't have sex once because I thought I was broken because it was painful for me. Because my body didn't want him. Like, no. I know that now. Yeah. But, and he was yeah. like, he, he tried to give me all these bullshit, like, folklore remedies and shit. Like, like oh. put yogurt up your vagina. That's not good. Because, like, your butt. Oh my God, guys. Oh like, my God. That shit this guy pulled on me. When it was just your That's subconscious like, being, exactly. no, not again. I know. Part of the no, big dupe, no. though, like, I, women yeah. are told that sex is supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be something yeah. you don't want. And that's I, such a lie. Yeah. Your first time you're supposed to be screaming. If you My first time wasn't. Into it, yeah. then it those, won't be painful. Yeah. I'm one of those lucky bitches that didn't even bleed. Like, my first time. I like, never bled. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah! High five. My first time was fine. No, well. Hyman. Woo! Woo! We're she awesome. Did... Zero Harmon Club. Yeah. Pins and shirts. I want that. <laughs> Merchandise that shit. Merchandise <laughs> All it is is a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I just, just like the term. Circle. I like the term prudy slut. I still can't get over that. You should have shirts for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a slutty prude. Sl- oh, that's slutty prude. prude. The other way around. <laughs> So eventually, lo- like a lot, like I, I keep trying to make this long story short, but I mean, it, there's no mm. way to do it. So you so, probably are. I kind of am. Yeah, <laughs> I really made mine short. Like yeah. I condensed oh, yeah. it up. We're doing the cliff notes. Yeah, of what happened to us? Yeah, okay. I just have cliff notes for seven years, so like it's gonna be a little like yeah. You can yeah. trim as much of this as you want. I will not be insulted at all. So then, um, as I got better and we got more distant, I was like he was trying to keep the control in and I was like no and I so I was trying to like we were trying to still build a life together he was trying to keep me Mm. and all the stories kept shifting like at first it was like I knew you were the girl ever since I first saw you you were the one I was destined to be with I had a dream when I was 11 years old (laughs) no wait wait this is really I had a dream when I was 11 years old that I was on a beach and I was an old man like older like I am now and there was this beautiful girl in a white dress and I searched for a white dress forever and I never found it which was a fucking sign and it was you and I knew the moment I saw your hair because you had hair like the girl in my dream and I was I I woke up and I cried because I knew I had to wait until I was that much older to find the true love that was you and I just had to wait all this time but I found you and you're worth it but then he told me that story again several years later, and he was 13 and not 11. <laughs> and I was like... Things started to change. Yeah. To be honest with yeah. you, I like to strangle you a little when I'm, you were telling that story. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I know, yeah. I want to shut you up right it's now. It's horrible. Yeah. And then eventually he told me, he's like, yeah, when I first saw you, I thought maybe we'd just, you'd just be like a girl that maybe we'd sleep a couple times together. I had no idea. Like, we'd end up in this path together. And I was like, okay, wait, that's contradictory as fuck. So all the pieces started falling apart in various ways mm. and then I decided he was a teacher I would be a teacher because I did have an interest in teaching like I could have done it like I was looking for a career at the, at the time and I was like then we'd have summers off together you know like, we could travel it'd be fun so I applied to the to Acadia and I got in and I was like okay great news I'm gonna go to Acadia and I'm really excited and he's like oh great I'll move with you now this what? guy taught and I'm not gonna say where you you can connect the dots and figure out who it is if you really want to. I'm never gonna lose his mouth selling my name again. His name will never sell my mouth again. But he taught in in Bedford, which is here, which is an hour from the valley, which is where Acadia is. He was gonna take that drive every single fucking day. 
His wife, who was divorced then, she had the children. His children were going to be an hour and a half away from him. Mm. But that's how much he needed to be with me because that's how he could control me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't, I didn't, I like, I didn't expect it at all. I was like, I thought we were just going to do long distance for the two years that I was there. I'd visit on weekends, whatever. I was like, you want to move with me? That makes no sense. Your life is here. It's it's an hour. That's a long time to travel mm-hmm. daily. And he's like, no, we're meant to be together. Let's do this. So we found a little place and we moved. And we lived together for one week. And in that week, we went... No, seriously. I know. Right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say one year. No, like, we said one. I was one like, week. a year? Okay, he yeah. Said, we spent one week. And in that time, I went to a yoga class, and he went with me. Mm-hmm. I would go swimming at the lake, and he would go with me. Uh, and I vividly... I'd go for walks, he'd have to go with me. I had no outside life, and I realized this is what school going to be like. And I vividly remember us swimming in the lake, and me holding him, and him holding me, and him being like... Tell me they're going to love you forever. And I was like, of course they're going to love you forever. And I vividly remember staring at the tree line and just this voice in my head in the background going, what if I don't love him forever? What if I don't love him now? This would be weird to look back on, wouldn't it? Mm. (laughs) So then what happened and what ultimately freed me is that he went on a bike trip with his dad. And he was only supposed to be gone for like, I don't know, five or six days. He extended his trip by a week, which is probably now I realize to cheat on me, but whatever. (laughs) But he was gone for an extra week, and I was alone for an extra week in that apartment, and I was happy. It was like heaven, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Was it was like, wait, you? Oh, you so yeah. happy. As soon as he was gone. The spell was broken. Yeah. Entirely broken. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, and I was like, I don't want this. Right. You're an obnoxious, bratty child that controls me, and I don't want that. And we had a fight over something so stupid, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but I made him sleep on the couch and he cried outside my door all night long. <laughs> and I was like, "This is a pathetic piece." Like, not that oh you can't, God. not that you can't as a man cry, but this was a different kind of cry. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was this a manipulation. This was, yeah, cry. this was manipulation yes. cry. Yeah, yes. And I recognized that. And I remember in the morning he made me this piss poor apology breakfast with eggs that had garlic in it, <laughs> even though I've been telling him for years I didn't like garlic in my eggs. <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, I have to go home. I have to go home to Waverly and I have to think about this because I'm not happy and uh-huh. I don't agree with what you're doing. And I remember going home and lying on my my bed that I lived in when I was I was home and crying and my mom being like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "I know what I think. I got to break up with him. This is it. It's over." So I drove back and I told him it was over and he cried and he begged me and I was like I can't I can't turn it back on it's off like it's done good for you yeah so good. then so then he moved oh I kicked him well I did kick him out but he moved out and then he suddenly miraculously replaced a frying pan that he damaged on me within a week that I owned it suddenly a replacement for that showed up at my door <laughs> he sent me a copy of a book that he that I loved and that he gave away and I was like, how the fuck would you do that? I've read that book 37,000 times. You know I love that book. So he finally replaced that book for me. Mm-hmm. But then he sent me a letter, a very long, sad letter, uh-huh. telling me that oh, what was going on and what I didn't see was that I was really sick. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was so sick that I didn't realize I was pushing away someone that was really there for me. And That's I, disgusting. And I called him up on the phone, and I tore a fucking strip off him. I was like, I'm healthier now than I've ever been uh-huh. in my goddamn fucking life. I've been, to, I've medicated. I've seen a little bit of therapy. Not nearly enough as I needed, but I went yeah. back later, let me tell you. <laughs> but I was like, how fucking dare you tell me that I am sicker now mm-hmm. when I was so sick before, and you loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like... <sighs> 
God yeah. damn. And That's then disgusting. I, yeah. But Holy then the shit. thing though is I didn't realize though how bad the consent mm-hmm. issues were until mm-hmm. probably two or three years later. I was on the couch with my then boyfriend who was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Very uh, an actual respectful, decent man, which I didn't know really existed. So mm-hmm. God bless him. Oh my god, he was fabulous. We didn't end up staying together, obviously, but still he's obviously the most positive relationship I've ever had in my life that made me realize there are decent guys out there. And we were watching Law and Order SVU. Fun fact. <laughs> and we were we've been binging it for a while. And then this one episode came up and it talked about how in a relationship, just because you're in that relationship, that doesn't automatically mean consent every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was sitting on the couch and my boyfriend's head was in my lap and we were just cuddling, cuddling right? And I started shaking. And he looked up at me. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, shh, I can't, I, need, I can't, don't talk. And he was like, okay. And he sat up and we finished the episode and I just started bawling. Mm-hmm. Because I connected all the pieces. And I realized that getting me drunk was wrong. That all the times that he badgered me into sex was wrong. I'm just so skin hungry for you. I need to touch you. Or I feel lonely and sad because you're just so beautiful. You do this to me. I really, I, like all the pieces just slammed into place. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh my God. I spent seven years being basically raped all the time. That's totally mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. And I, I started talking and he, he, he held my hand and he let me talk and cry for like probably an hour, dad, maybe two. And then he looked at me and he was like, Shannon, you don't have to do this, but I think we should call the police. Mm-hmm. And we did. Mm-hmm. And we called the police and okay. a lovely officer came over and he listened to my story and he was horrified. Like there are details I haven't told you because they're gross and I'm not going to, but yeah, he was horrified. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to boot this up the chain. You're probably going to hear from us because here RCMP actually handles mm-hmm. sex crimes here. It's not the mm-hmm. local police. Mm-hmm. So then I got in touch with a lovely woman for the RCMP. And the first thing she told me was like, I want you to know justice in these cases is hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of you. It's the system. Yeah. And I see mm-hmm. a lot of women come through here and they think they're going to get a certain kind of justice and it's very rare it happens. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, I know. So much time has gone by. And like, it's only yeah. he said, she said, there's very little you guys can do to prove. There's very little I could do to prove. I saw an article recently like yeah. SVU has basically yeah. set up a whole generation it of women has. to expect a which certain response, which so does not come. And she, does was, not exist. and she was basically doing that damage control that yeah. I was already ready for. I was like, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. I just need to do this and get it out of me and know that I went through the channels. Mm-hmm. Because, and also, this guy's a fucking teacher and he's a predator. Right. Like, I know things he did and I know things that he probably, I know that things happened. And I probably don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But I know oh. it'll happen again. So oh, that's, yeah. this kind of person doesn't change. Sex no. crimes are so yeah. different from other crimes, so and they need to be treated exactly. differently than other crimes. Like the yeah. only yeah. other crime where a person is so debased and dehumanized is murder. It's true, mm-hmm. and people get convicted mm-hmm. on murder on on like um, what is it called um, circumstantial, circumstantial yeah. evidence yeah. all mm-hmm. the fucking time. Exactly, and yet. When someone is raped or sexually abused, it's like you need solid yeah. evidence, and it's like you don't and, have a body, and it's all murder yeah. case, and, and you've got a conviction. Like what is the difference? You got a body that can talk. Yeah, that's the fucked up thing. It's always on the victim to provide the proof when it's a sex yeah. case, which is fucked. Yeah. And she just didn't yeah. want me to go through expecting this miraculous thing. And I was like, no, I know that I'm not going to get anything in terms of that out of this. Yeah. But I just want to do this for me. Yeah. So she's yeah. like, okay. So I was there for probably an hour and a half. And I told her everything. And I sent her the emails that I had saved, what I had saved, what I still had that I hadn't purged out of my inbox. Mm-hmm. And she went through the whole thing. And I didn't realize she was going to call me back. But she mm-hmm. did. And she's like, listen, I have to let you know that we've done the legwork and we can't move forward with it. But I do want you to know that if anything ever happens again with this guy, we have a file. Mm. Yeah, and it has we his, have a file, and it has his name on it. 
and you were on record. And that's, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't even think of that, but that's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. So if anyone adds to that, it's, they can, because, yeah. they, because it's already there. And that was really all I needed. To that's know. a step, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it was a major mm-hmm. step. It was the step I needed. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I, I still have nightmares. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I remember once my mom was like, do you remember last night? And I was like, no, why? And she's like, because your dad had to come in. And you, were, and, night. and you were screaming, no, this guy's name, no. Uh-uh. Do you remember that? And God. I was like, I don't remember that. Because I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember That's... probably most. I don't remember what I was dreaming because it probably happened and I blacked it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, and I probably still will. But like, you know, it, it, it sucks because now I do have that footnote in my history that I do have to bring up because you're right. Mm-hmm. It has to be brought up with like I'm kind of I'm kind of sort of internet dating this cool guy right now. <laughs> is probably gonna listen to this. Um, but and like we got to a point and and I I had I had to bring up a couple things. And yeah, he knew mm-hmm. that I'd had a, I had a history and he knew I was coming from a broken place. Yeah, and I was like and he was like I want you to know I'm here if you ever want to talk about it. And I was like, well, unfortunately. I kind of do have to talk about it yeah. a little mm. because it's not fair to you to not know the history as well of as you know because you're a great guy and you need to know what you're walking into mm-hmm. because there are triggers that I might have yeah. like yep. I, I, might wake, I might wake up screaming in the middle of the night if I'm mm-hmm. next to you and you need to know that it's not because of you like yeah. you know yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually the first person I ever told the whole story verbatim to and it was so freeing you know because mm-hmm. I'm taking yeah. the power back you know yeah Oh, you know, well, it's weird. The silence, yeah. yeah. The silence is what you. makes the worst part, you know? Yeah. And I kept so much of it bottled up because, like, you don't want to make waves. Like, oh, he is a teacher. I don't want to throw accusations around and, like, it, you know, I don't want to stir that pot. This pot whole, pillow, like, you know? we're, we're, myth we're, that yeah. throwing these accusations around, like, gonna, ruins a man's gonna, life, it, it doesn't. It should, it should ruin his life. But it doesn't. He brought it on himself. God knows he ruined mine for a while. Like, yeah. you know? Like, and if I hadn't been strong enough to get the help and, pro- and process it, my life could have been ruined forever but you know like it didn't and it hasn't and I'm better and I'm stronger now because of what I've gone through you know what's weird saying about dreams is that me and my best friends like we have been best friends since I was 11 Mm. okay it's me Danielle and Marie-Pierre. I'm going to put that such out. such great French names. <laughs> you know, so you do not want to hear my actual full legal name. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, Sophie, Brideau, Albert. <laughs> Days that were like quite close together. Yeah. Like I'm end of March, Daniela's beginning of March, Marie is uh, like mid February. So eventually, like we would all just have like these little sleepovers together and we would, you know, like share the same bed or just like all sleep in the basement or whatever. And um, when I was around 16, 17, like, oh, actually, at, when I was 16, her parents got divorced and she moved to Moncton. So, so her and I hung out after like a year of not really being able to celebrate our birthdays together. And we had a little sleepover. And now at this point, we've had like five years of just like sleeping in the same bed and just be like talking about boys and crushes and like all these innocent stuff. And in the morning, I woke up and like Daniela wasn't there beside me. She, like, went to the spare bedroom and slept there. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And she looks at me and she's like, in the middle of the night, 
You woke up screaming, get out of my bed, get out of my bed. <gasps> oh, oh my God. God. I was sleep screaming at my best friend. Oh, honey. That's, yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. So, like, I don't know why, because it's like Danielle, I've trust, she's my best friend. She's still my best friend to mm. this day. I yeah. spent last weekend with her. Yeah. <laughs> so I can go to see her. Your mind was associating someone, someone else someone in the else bed there with me. Now. There was a presence in your mind projected onto it. Yeah. What like, your fear was next to you. Like, who knows? Like, I might have just, like, stretched the wrong way, felt another body beside me, and freaked out. Yeah. But that was when I was around 17, I think. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I still hadn't broken up with my ex. Mm-hmm. I was still kind of, like, in the, that defensive mode. Yeah. And um, she still reminds me of it to this day. That, Crazy. like, we, like I can't sleep in another bed with someone. Wow. Because I freak out. Ooh. Like, unless I know who you are and I'm really comfortable with you. Yeah. That makes total I sense. I freak mm. the fuck out. Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. Like, I was completely sleep streaming. I, I did not remember this. I was sleeping and I screamed at my bed, best friend, get out of my bed, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Isn't that wild though how you wake up and you're just like, what a beautiful moment? Oh my goodness! <laughs> like it didn't happen. That's where the fuck are you? Danielle, <laughs> are you okay? Like, where did you go? Yeah, you open the door and your mother's like, oh, do you remember last night? Were you okay? I'm like, <laughs> in her bedroom. I'm in her bedroom going, where'd you go? And then I wake up and she's like in her sister's bedroom. And I'm like, the fuck happened? It's the thing. It's like so ingrained in our psyches. Like when you've been through it's something like that. Oh, it's, it is. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll ever so, go away. Oh, no. I fully know I, all. It, no, yeah. it never goes yeah. away. It's never going to go away. You just, well, oh, yeah. It's 100%. 100%. All I can do is make peace with the fact that it's a part of me, for better or for mm-hmm. worse. And I yeah. can choose to wallow in it, or I can choose or to you can try and it. Make it something I can live for yeah. to be better than than what he made me feel because I am better than mm-hmm. what he made me feel. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking yeah. doozy, right? I know. I told you, I got more of it. Like a mother. <laughs> yeah. But again, how long did it take you to be able to say that with a straight face? What that like you raped me a bunch? Oh, yeah. oh my god, years, like, years and years. Yeah. yeah. Even after I reported it, 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 because you minimize it. You know, mm-hmm. like you do. You're like, well, I don't you remember it. Like, you make excuses. Yeah, that's, you, that's, that's the thing. It. You, and right. that's what you I did excuses. for so long. Mm-hmm. I made yeah. so many excuses, and yeah. I and we make excuses and we yeah. blame ourselves. Like, and it's yeah. it's not. That's not what it is. I remember the first time you I know, said like, it out loud. I was in a winners on the phone with a, a mutual friend of ours because this is the other sick thing he did. He made friends with all my mutual friends. Of course, mm. of course. If someone throws fun fact, guys, just so you know, if someone throws you a surprise party once, it's cute. If someone throws you a surprise party two years running with guests they choose themselves, yeah. they might be controlling you. Oh, I had that happen on my yeah. auntie's birthday. All his friends, none of mine, yeah. two of yeah. mine, yeah. and yeah. all of his. Mm-hmm. See, I just had the people he thought I should be friends mm-hmm. with. Because they thought he was great. Mm-hmm. I still don't talk to some of those people because they're like, well, did he really though? Like, Even though, like, you know, half of them woke up yeah. in his bed be- with him yeah, while this, you were with him this on the nights you weren't this there. This is what this sicko did. Because you weren't there. He, the night we broke up, he ran to one of my long-term friends and told them... I don't, she's in a bad place. Like, she, I think she's going to tell you that, like, I raped her. Like, like, be expect, like, she's, like, like, he warned them ahead of time. Mm, so, like, it was, I was look crazy if I told them. Because oh he gosh. already warned them. I think she's, you know, like. She did all that legwork. Yeah, he did all the legwork to protect himself. Yeah. 
That's what it was. I like, recognize that. Yeah, it's sick. Like they, they, so they, sick. they don't just manipulate you; they manipulate the entire world around you. Your whole world, mm-hmm. whole world. They take people that you knew and they. They meet them at a party and they're like, oh, yeah, I can I can make this person think I'm great, too. And I'm then, the winner here. And then I'll yeah. be protected because everyone will think I'm great because I am great. I'm the best. Narcissism. Yo, such a narcissist. <laughs> like, he was, and I don't blame, I honestly don't blame a single soul for believing him because he was charming mm-hmm. and he knew what to say because they always do and they always mm-hmm. are yeah. because that's how they operate. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how they survive. Yeah. And all I could do was cut those people out of my life because I knew there was no talking sense into them because... I mean, I don't blame them. Like, if you, if it was, it, it, it comes down to like he said, she said, and if he is very persuasive and he knows what you're going to say before you say it, mm-hmm. he can do the damage control before it even needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. God. Oh, yeah. And he was the worst. The worst. Like, my brother to this day, like, still feels really guilty that he didn't do more. But there was nothing he could have done. Mm-hmm. He did the, all he could do is be there for me, and mm-hmm. he was, you know? And when you realized it, he was there. For exactly. You. That's exactly. Important. Once That's I got out, my family was there for mm-hmm. me. When I told, I remember yeah. I was really afraid to tell them I was going to press charges because I, I didn't want to be the damaged little girl. I didn't want them to know mm-hmm. their little girl had been raped. I didn't want them to know their girl had been with. Oh, my family stars. doesn't know. See, because are, <laughs> you, you, you don't. My mind. family doesn't know. Yeah, shit. I know. Like, and I mean, my mother. I I told my mom. I was like, I I want you to know I'm going to press charges against him. And my mom was like. What for? Because I think she needed to hear it too. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, for rape. And she was like, I'm really proud of you. Like, do yeah. it. Do it. Do what you need to do to be happy and we will support you because you are important. You're the thing that matters the most. And fuck that fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, my brother wants to break all his legs and throw a ditch and bury him alive. But I mean, I yeah. can't let him do that clearly. <laughs> Sadly. Like, we've heard three of us. Like, it's such a common yeah. thing, this delayed... It's not knowing in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. It's such a common... And I, I know. Think, oh, you minimize, when, you minimize, when, you minimize, when I really you minimize. It, I'm, in it control, was like, I'm in control. I'm in control. It was like being hit by a fucking truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just... The ground falls out underneath, and you just realize, oh, my God, this happened to me. Because you think you're above it. You think you're mm-hmm. safe from it. You think you know how to protect yourself from that kind of thing. For so long, I was what I would call an exceptionalist, which is a woman who says, I'm not like most women, which mm-hmm. is, I'm not like the stereotype of women, which no woman is like there the stereotype. There is no stereotype of right. women. I know. Right? And it's like, you know, you're just so, I'm above that. Obviously, that's not going to happen to me because mm-hmm. I'm a person. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or the, the line that I love is, I know better. Yes. I know better. That would not happen to me. I would never let myself be in that situation with that kind of person. Oh, I hate it when a man is like, my mother, my friends, my my woman would never allow themselves or allow that to happen to them. And it's like, what? Excuse me? That's disgusting. That's the kind of guy we're like, I'm never talking to you again. Bye. (laughs) Do you have a girlfriend? I'm a ward for her. Right, so Amanda, do you have anything you want to share? Four. Well, let's let's go. Where do we start? Oh my yeah. god! Uh, let's see here. Probably starts with teenage years and being like desperate for male attention, yeah. not receiving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being eighteen, going to a party, uh, the guy. I want is kind of taken, so sure, the older guy giving me the shoulder rub. Uh, <laughs> Let's give him yeah. the time of day. Shoulder Someone's rub. paying attention to me? Yes. Oh well, you know what? It wasn't older. Oh, so much. I guess the first 
like, mm. I guess assault would be the totally inexperienced guy who I'm pretty sure my boobs were his first boobs and just losing Ooh. his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I Not, was 18, yeah. off at university mm-hmm. for the first time, doing my own thing. Uh, like, in high school, I wasn't sexually active, but I was the one all my sexually active friends came to for advice. Oh, I was like, like actual, high school. Yeah. actual facts. <laughs> like, about like, sex. You're like, I like, can see that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I know the facts. So I'm a yeah. pseudo-feminist. Like, I'm educated. I, like, I've, like, learned a little. Yeah. yeah. You were exactly. quite a sexual prude. I was called the sensual virgin. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's like a porn title in like France. (laughs) I was the first in my group to lose her virginity. Mm-hmm. I, was like, yeah. I was too. I was like, but you know what? Like they 18, came 19, to me for advice. They came to me for advice. We were yeah. old crows. Yeah. <laughs> oh but at the same time, like I didn't know what a healthy relationship was when I was fifteen. No, and I, I didn't think... at eighteen. Like I thought because yeah. I had waited till I was eighteen, and pretty much everyone else yeah. I knew was having sex yeah. at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Like yeah. I'm the mature one. I'm the responsible mm-hmm. yeah. one. I'm the one that's that is waiting for the right opportunity. Yeah. Like, the right person. <laughs> my friend was like 18, 19, first year university, and she told us that she lost her virginity with her boyfriend. And she was like, and she was just so confused about everything. And we're like, I'm not going to name names, but it's just like, sweetie, like you've got it made. And she's like, well, it's like this thing happened. And I just like started shaking. And we're like, girl, you had an orgasm on your first time? What the fuck? <laughs> like, marry this man. Like, everyone was just sitting there. Not a, like, I masturbated from the time I was probably 10. Oh, months. yeah, that Same. happens. And everyone does not. Yeah. None of my girlfriends, like, in high school who were having sex were having orgasms. And I'm just like, so, girl, like, do you masturbate? Like, ew, no. I remember like, oh, yeah. Okay, it's like, okay, girl, you have got to get to know yourself. I've got a great story about that. Yeah, like, going back to, the, I guess, the first time would would be the lack of sexual male attention and, like, really craving that. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to university, it was, like, I always had, like, three or four guys on the line, but, like, I was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, just kind of hey, playing it out. You can have a lot of out. fun, sexy things and still be a virgin. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. I you want to know what your options were. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad about window shopping. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this one guy who was around the same age as me, like, 19... 1819, like just totally lost his shit when I showed him my tits. And I was like, okay, these are obviously the first tits. And like the first, when it first happened and as it was happening, I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like totally detached. And then afterwards, like thinking about it, I was like, well, what if he took my pants down and that was his attitude was just like, I gotta have it. Like, Not exactly. That would be right. I, I like, wish this was, was this? a video podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was spectacular. Like, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it was like he was seeing God for the first time. Wow. Like, it was just I want to see your tits now. Like, what magical like, power do they have? My tits. It was the fact that they were... Tits. tits. It was yeah. like in, in general. seeing tits. Like, tits have you ever spent any time on the incel subreddit? Terrifying. Mm. Like, terrifying. my God. I subscribe no. to that. 
<laughs> I subscribe. And so in case they ever go private, I can still see. Clever. But, like, it's just, it's just really weird and scary. And that's kind of what this, like, on, upon reflection afterwards, yeah. like, oh my God, like, if he had gone for, like, my pants, like, that would have been a rape. That would have been yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I was kind of seeing this guy, I was also seeing a guy who was eight years older than me. And, like, the idea that he's, a man, like he's experiencing, right? He's like, intoxicating, it's like, almost, mm-hmm. almost like he can teach me how to be yes. a relationship. Yes, and that's the mm-hmm. trap that I fell into. Yep. So that was yep. like five years of pseudo sexual abuse, yep. basically. Um, by this older man who confessed several things to me, which, upon reflection, are like sexual abuse slash pedophilia right right Uh, (laughs) and you just give them so much leeway because you know them as a person yeah they they get this stature to you that everything they do has like an almost like Nostalgia quality, like mm. like it's part of the epic that is. And it's so funny because it kind of yeah. started out as like I was the powerful one. Yeah, like and like you know, oh, I've never been with a woman yeah this much younger than me, mm-hmm. but oh, that's a lie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Find out. Yeah. Not only yeah. before, but mm-hmm. immediately after, you're going after another 18-year-old when I'm 22, 23 at this point. Right. He's looking for a newer yeah. model. You- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's just, ooh, it's just so insidious and then like how we're taught to relate to men and sex as a whole that we can fall into these traps so easily i know and like i say like at some point in my early development i was very much an exceptionalist in that like i'm not like other women Mm -hmm. so obviously i'm special for him to like me this older man Mm -hmm. Um, he picked you he picked me. Yes. Like, what does yeah. that mean about me? So and, like, mm-hmm. for the longest time when I first met him, like, he... I regarded him as, like, my surrogate older brother. Like, that was the role I had assigned to him in my mind. Like, never any kind of romantic thing mm-hmm. until this one particular party where the guy who was age-appropriate for me mm-hmm. uh, was kind of taken. So I was like, eh, all right, I'm open to whatever. Yeah. And Let's give this a go. Yeah, he's giving me a massage. Why not? Attention. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Figuring myself out. In all the wrong places. Massages are a common way that Uh they start. Oh, I've had so many. I had a fight with a guy on L. Jones' Facebook. L. Fucking Jones. You're thinking that's a safe fucking place. Oh, it's me. You've been on Hell Much Reddit. I got negative 25 for saying that goose thing was a bad idea. That goose thing was a bad idea. Because minorities are going to be offended and oh my god I was right but I still got negative 30 yes. <laughs> the, the only the negative post yeah. I had I feel like the more negative posts you get in health or health right. the, like, the better you are <laughs> Somehow I ended up on Elle Jones's Facebook. Like I sent her a request and she approved me, like not even knowing me. Like, oh my God, amazing. And yeah, we're talking about um, sexual abuse and harassment. 
And I'm talking about how once constitutes harassment or abuse. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes along and is like, oh, human touch is a natural part of the human experience. And then he's the one bringing yeah. up how legally it has oh. to be a pattern of abuse to but, count. Oh. And I'm like, dude, so you're telling me that guy that grabbed my boob, like he gets that for free? Like that isn't an assault on me? Like my like Dear my guys, like come on, such so like if a, a woman that you deem is not attractive grabs your cock, that's that's cool as long as she doesn't do it twice. <laughs> you're you're down for that? Is that what you're saying? Because I bet you're not saying that. Just so you know, oh, really back to incels, that whole oh. like looks match. They're so sad. If I didn't hate them so much, I'd pity them. I pity them, and like I never really, I I will downvote with impunity, but I do not comment because it is. Their safe space, and as much as I hate it, they are as much a victim of toxic masculinity yeah, as I am. It's true. Yeah, it's really there you true. go. I mean, they're yeah, acting out so in true. much more sometimes violent, sicker ways, but they're the same. It's the same. They call Elliot Roger Saint Roger. It's the same problem. Like, it's this toxic masculinity thing that poisons our lives and theirs. The yeah. word that we're defensive, they're aggressive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. both of them are of the same side of the same sick, sad coin. The red pill. <laughs> I follow them, too. Mm-hmm. I follow all the enemies. <laughs> you, you mean that movie that was made by a two transgender? You that one? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. They're so dumb and sad. Holy moly. Guacamole. Right? Anything else anyone wants to share, I guess, about personal experiences? And then... I have an advice question. A Ooh. friend of yours friend of mine. that I hooked yes. up with. Oh, yeah. Also abusive. Is it the same? Yeah, we both slept with him. Oh, my God. Do I know him? No. Okay, cool. Her and I are Eskimo sisters. <laughs> um, we are. We are, too. Yeah, we are, too. Because I only had one experience with him, and it was just very awkward Weird. sex, and then nothing happened. <laughs> was it like... What exactly was it? What did he do? Well, I made out with him when I was, like, with another man who turned out to be physically abusive. As soon as that switched on, I was gone. Gone. Good for you. Good gone. for you. Um, but, and then I kind of had, like, a pseudo-relationship with this guy ahead, for a while yourself. after that. And then after I actually got together with Dennis, my husband now, um, he kind of tried to shove himself back in. And I'm like, well, no, that's not... I'm like, I'm happy with this relationship. Like, stay the fuck away, please? Yeah, like... Mm -hmm. You're the worst. It's definitely (laughs) power played as, like, you know, I can get you despite whoever you are with kind of deal, right? Um, If I wanted to be with you, I would be with you. (laughs) Yeah, End of story. I have not... Heard from him or talked to him. I haven't talked to him since, like, the one time he kind of asked me to come over and hang out with him at work after I started dating Dennis. And then I didn't, like, do anything with him, so I didn't hear from him again. That's super icky. He was, like, dating some girls shortly after, because I asked him, like, I would like to be in a relationship. And he's like, no, not interested. It's like, okay, then, well, we're going to end what we're doing now. Yeah. 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 And goodbye. Yes. Um, yeah, and then after I started dating Dennis, he started to try the whole let's hook up 
again kind of thing without saying it. And then right. when I did it, I just have not heard from him again. Yeah. And I used to have him on Facebook, but I think he unfriended me because I'm thinking about I, I have not he, seen anything from him on Facebook in Facebook years. Anymore. No? Yeah, I don't think he does. The, the guy who was, like, outright abusive to me, he was from France. Ooh. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I remember when you were dating him, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it was all good for, like, a long time, and then it just, like, we had one fight, and things got physical, and, yeah. like, there was a lot of... Well, I mean, I will say there was a lot of, like, emotional abuse up to that point, yeah. but I had, like, named it and mm-hmm. shamed him for it, and, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I guess I can do better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's no real actual change. It's all words. And it was after Mm -hmm, I, like, moved out in the middle of the day while he was at work that he comes back two weeks later, like, oh, I started to see a counselor or a therapist, and yeah, I guess I could see where you're coming from. I went to one whole session, and now I'm changed. Yeah! I love your impressions, by the way, going on right now. They're fabulous. And, like, family was, like, the best family, and, like, it really kind of shifted my idea on abusers like from this like we talk about rapists and people all want to believe that rapists are that boogeyman hiding in the dark alley to oh, rape a stranger so and like 98 percent of rapists are people you know yeah. or are involved with romantically yeah people you and trust, like the trust mm-hmm. the really whole, like yeah. they're just so insecure in themselves like his he had an older brother who had died of SIDS and like that's basically the reason why he existed why his parents had another child at that time was because Mm -hmm. their first child died and like looking back I can see how he really internalized that and Mm -hmm. didn't feel like he was living up to the image of this dead baby his whole life that's some baggage first yeah his first long-term girlfriend first and only before me long-term girlfriend when he was like 20 and he was like six or seven years older than me so he was in his 30s when we were dating um cheated on him and then he was like with with a hundred women or something and like my number ain't that too far off (laughs) i'm not gonna judge uh, but like you know the mm-hmm. because the first woman he kind of was vulnerable with cheated on him that was like his reaction was go totally the other way yeah. mm-hmm. and he was kind of like an engineering nerd so probably proving something about himself and his masculinity on top of already not feeling good oh enough God. because of the this child thing yeah um what like really can. like yeah really though right <laughs> it's like you know I'm getting ready to go out with friends and he's having some sort of shit fit about something else and it's like why are you upset and it's like mm, it like takes 20 minutes half an hour you two gotta, hours you to gotta, drag like, it out of him that you're upset that I'm going out with my friends for an evening while he goes out and drinks Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday of every week like, oh, yeah. but the and like I sometimes really I go out with him and not all the time I don't care but you're doing there to like yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're to go away with someone else. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come well, on, They're man. clearly more important with you because you want to spend time with them and not me. And, like, mm-hmm. alcohol was definitely a factor in that. And, mm-hmm. like, his drinking, he was a completely different person when he was drinking. And, like, doing all the classic abusive stuff of being in your face, not letting you escape the situation or mm-hmm. remove yourself mm-hmm. from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um like early in our relationship I had a bad habit of falling asleep on the couch and I woke up in the middle of the night to him like jerking me off the couch by my arm and it's like well that's kind of weird that's the only 
like physical thing until the very end of our relationship mm-hmm. when there was a bit of a scuffle over a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, just like, why would I allow that? Like, why was that not enough for, to make me leave like then? Because you yeah. normalize it and you excuse it. And financial dependence. That's true too. Uh, that was like major percent too. Yeah. Damn. Shit. Mm. That's how I was going through PR. I think one time I got on the bus and you were on the bus and I had really red eyes and I would like clearly been crying in the shower for like hours in the morning getting on the bus and that was that was why it's so fucked up because you have friendships and you think you know your friends and you don't always know like what like you and I were really tight in university (laughs) and I don't think I ever liked that guy by the way just like just like Asterisk side note, I don't think, I think I got bad vibes from him. Like, well, just as someone from PR, yeah. and then like we were going through our rough patch, and then he was telling me he was going around to all the like business people he knew because he was he was the head guy on the um, sewer treatment plant. Like oh, that's okay. what he was doing oh, really? in Halifax. Mm. It was a French company. He was the head guy for the French company that was shit building it. I apologize shit. for my people. I <laughs> No, it's like, you know, the French are supposed to be so sexually open, and, like, he was the most close person I've ever been with sexually. Right. We're talking about that. Uh, oh. But, um, like, you know, he's telling me, he's going around telling everyone in the Halifax business world that he knows that, like, I'm a shit person, mm-hmm. and don't hire me, and don't talk to me, and, like, don't do all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And, like, how much did that contribute to me hiding in a call center for six year and a half there years? There you go. Like, you know? Because even if, because then you have to be strong enough to even disprove that. Like, you gotta deal with that. And then, mm-hmm. and if you're not ready for that, of course you're gonna run and hide because mm-hmm. who? Like, well, I don't know if that's true or not. That, that could have been a total lie. He would have mm-hmm. talked to no one about me, but yeah. I don't know. No, you would, of course, yeah, of course you would have thought that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. It, if I've learned anything from, like, hearing all of this, like, there's so many common themes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all of our experiences yeah. are very different. And no one's experience is too small or too, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, completely. But there's so many common themes here. Yeah. Like about power and getting your power taken away. It's and self like, like having people manipulate you and. Until you like, realize what's going on, you blame yourself. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much in Every that. single yeah. time, like out of the four of us, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look for the problem in you without mm-hmm. even knowing that, mm-hmm. without even considering it could be outside. Yeah, until you well, find your breaking point. Anyone else's situation, it's like so obviously not your fault. But yeah. oh, in my case, what did I do? Right, I on a, myself. Obviously, there's something wrong with me. It's yeah. like that whole like you give better advice to other people. Than you give <laughs> like you go into someone else's house and you're like, no. your furniture is all wrong. Let me rearrange it for <laughs> you. And then, but then when you're doing your own house, it's like, oh, I don't know how this should go. It's yeah. so similar. It's though. true. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, I don't know. I wish I knew how to fix this, and I don't. Other than, I think it's so important for women. It's how we raise our sons. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't think it's a thing that we can fix in our generation. No. It's It's something that will have to be weeded out. Yeah. It's like slavery. It just doesn't file for divorce. Like, my grandmother, up up until, like, the 70s and 80s, women could not file for divorce in North America. Mm -hmm. Like, that is how far (sighs) removed. I was alive when women were allowed to start petitioning for divorce. Mm -hmm. Like, there were, like, two very specific cases before Mm -hmm. that. Like, when 
literally your husband was cheating on you with someone you had daily contact with. Yeah. And oh, my God. Like, yeah. you're so oh, my God. the only yeah. case that you were That's allowed to is bonkerballs. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's why the whole, like, 50-50 thing came into play, because men were abandoning their families, yep. like women and children, who are then left to be on welfare. Yep. Well, so that's why have. the state stepped in and said, well, then you have to give 50% of what you have to your wife the and children and pay alimony <laughs> and palimony yep. and child support yep. because we're shouldering the burden for these families who just abandoned work at that point. Well, women have always worked. It's kind of a privileged thing, like professional Mm. certain Mm. level to say women weren't allowed. Or they chose Poor women have always worked. Very true. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, man. I mean, we've come so far, but we still have so far to go. So So far. Today is person day. Today, in 1929, Canada declared women legally persons. Yay! We're not even a hundred years away. We are 90 years away from that anniversary. Like, (laughs) that's my grandmother. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My grandmother's 92. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's terrifying. In May of this year. And when she was, when they were born, they were not considered people. That's so sad. Like, it takes so sad. So long for society to change its mind about They were the equivalent of horses. Yep. Mm. Actually, probably less valuable. Than probably less valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. say. Because, like, like, horse, you could, you could travel. Like. <laughs> oh, man. There's only so far you can ride a woman. <laughs> Come on now. But I'm changed. <laughs> okay, oh, so. So, yeah, I have, oh, yes, I have yes. something from a friend of mine. It's a we little long. Other I'll try to be quick right now. Oh, in this podcast? No way. Um, <laughs> yeah. This We're never going to go home. I think it's going to be too hard. <laughs> it might very well. Okay. Um, it's not going up tomorrow morning. That's, I know that. Sands <laughs> <laughs> so, dashed. I have just something that another female friend of mine wrote in, and she said you should read it on the mm-hmm. show. Um, so she says, this is my fucked up me too story. I had my naked pictures spread by my ex-boyfriend's roommate. (gasps) We'll call him asshole. Yeah, we will. Yeah, asshole. He showed random strangers, girls he wanted to impress, guys he wanted to brag to. Um, I guess he was pretending he had hooked up with me. Apparently everyone knew he was doing this, but it wasn't until a random stranger approached me at a party and told me she had seen pictures of me naked and thought I should know. To be clear, these pictures were sent to my high school boyfriend and we were and were produced from when I was 17 to 19 years old. Definitely some underage pictures so there. child porn in yeah. some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember if I confronted asshole or not. I was 19. I basically dropped all my friends who knew about it and we had a, f- a few m- mutual friends in common who swore they didn't know he was doing this. So I've kept in touch with them. Our mutual friends, who don't live here, continue to see Asshole. I love that his name's Asshole. Yes. Um, when they come home. I've refused to go to barbecues, pubs, birthday parties because I know he's going to be there. That's a good call. Mm -hmm. I've had multiple discussions whenever his name is brought up about what he did to me and how it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. They continue to be friends with him because he's a quote-unquote good guy. Mm, Nice guy. Oh, I have some choice advice for this. This asshole lives near me and I run into him about every five years. I've always I'm always barely civil to him but I am polite. I don't confront him about it. I figure it's it's in the past. I assumed I've gotten over it 
I've told this tale as a, hey, funny thing that happened to me story. Besides, I sent the new pictures in the first place. Surely I had some blame in this, right? Again nope. with the blame. Girl. Yeah. No blame. Girl. No yeah. blame on you. Girl, I need to talk to you, girl. Then this whole concept of revenge porn and consent has surfaced in the past few years. This concept didn't exist 13 years ago. I've actually internalized the blame for having someone I wasn't intimate with steal pictures I had shared with an ex-boyfriend to strangers without my permission. When I posted my Me Too status, I didn't include the details of this assault or the other times I had been harassed, coerced, or straight up assaulted in my life. I just posted Me Too. One of my friends, who's mutual friends with asshole, sad liked my fucking status. So like, <gasps> sad. Like the, the, the doctor is at sad the article I shared sad. today about yeah. the assault or okay. liking my Me Too. I was assaulted mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it wasn't Me Too because it was from August. It was before this all happened, but they reissued it. Yeah, and she said, this caused so much fucking rage in me, rage I didn't even know existed. I didn't confront the friend. I haven't confronted asshole. I'm not going to. The wound that has opened this week has already been too much. I don't have it in me to explain to the friend why he's part of the problem. To go back and explain again why what has happened to me was assault. It's just kind of bringing it, it's like bringing it up again. Completely. Um, I don't know what to do about this. Generally, I believe people can make mistakes and should be forgiven, generally. And I realize that this isn't the worst offender that other women have have to face their rapists on a daily basis. Fuck, I'm probably friends with people who have heard similar tales um, who I've heard some similar tales about and have conveniently forgotten about or dismissed those concerns because they're such nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, um, how the fuck do we reconcile this? We've all been complacent in this shit. I'm glad we're talking about it. I just want to keep talking about it, but I don't know where to begin. That's such a good mm-hmm. okay. point to bring up. Okay. So it was his, yeah. So I I was thinking about this too, because when I posted my status, in my mind, I was like, how would I react if someone I know who has done something sketchy to me likes that? Like, that I would also yeah. be filled with fucking rage. Because mm-hmm. they don't know what they've done. No. And that's they don't exactly. realize what's wrong about it. Yeah. See, the thing that sticks out for me the most is that, and th- I went through this too, because again, mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Anyone that is your friend, if you tell them someone did something terrible to you like this, because this is fucking terrible. This is this mm-hmm. is the lowest, dirtiest thing someone can do with pictures you gave to someone in a passionate moment, in a trusted moment. Side note, your face or your body, never both. In pictures. <laughs> if you have any tattoos, hide them. Just to be yeah. sure, just in case. If you yeah, that's why I never said nudes. Yeah. Back, in the, back in those days. Because I, yeah. I fully believe that you, I think you should be able to send nudes in this world because it is, it's a part of the digital relationship dynamic. If you feel you, you want to, you should be able to, but that is not the world we live in. But if you have friends that know someone did this to you, and they still talk to that person. Mm-hmm. They are not your friend. They are not people you even want to be your friend. If no. they think that's okay, that's not yeah. okay, and that's not cool. So mm-hmm. honestly, and I, you might have known these people forever, but you know what? Yeah. You probably knew him forever too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's not okay because you're worth more than that. And a true friend would be yeah. like. That guy's an asshole, and I'm never going to fucking talk to him again. And if I see him in the street, I'm going to punch him in the face. And fuck being civil to this asshole. The next time you see him, feel free to ice him out. Don't feel you need to be nice to him. Yeah. Like, 
even if it like thank god you only see him once every five years so that's even that's enough like oh my god I'm so right. outraged I'm so outraged by this I, I know on so many levels well she brought it up and I was like that's crazy because I've been thinking about like it hasn't happened to me yeah but I've been thinking about that concept yeah. of like like your abuser yeah um I mean like I'm still Facebook friends with yeah. mine um why are we Facebook friends a with few these of people? Mine, yeah. that, like that brings up another question. I think it's Why are we still Facebook friends with these people? I think it's because it took me a long time to defend yeah. all my mutuals. Mm. But because you don't want to make waves. Mm. That's just it though. And at the time I didn't want to admit what had happened to me and in order to do that I would have to I'd have to have that conversation because these are kind of people that are like oh why did you defriend me like what's up with that like first of <laughs> all if someone defriends you just fucking accept it don't send them a message because they're it. pity like you clearly like you're not friends but like and I think it, yeah. you're afraid because then you don't know who's gonna have that ripple effect you don't know who's gonna be like oh did you defriend so and so what's the fucking deal with that um well they're friends with an asshole who shared a bunch of my naked photos to a bunch of people that I did not have permission to and see my pictures come to think about it you know it's crazy because that just made me realize that I had the same thing happen to me with a friend of ours who shared who was at a party ours not but like that. a a a friend of mine who mm. we hook up with every now and then mm-hmm. we I what <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah he he was drunk at a party once and went like this and showed unacceptable yeah and I remember like I don't remember what who saw. Mm. I did. I, I remember. Matter. I remember yeah, finding out about it from someone. That. That's awful. And yeah, that is not like it's just like not okay. That's disgusting. I've cut him out of my life, and I'm very pleased to have done so. Yeah. Like at some point, you have to realize that people are toxic. You don't have to be friends with the same people forever. Mm-mm. Friendship is not mm-hmm. meant to be forever. Nothing in the world is forever. Love Some, should be conditional. Yes. This unconditional <gasps> you. love you need that to is only parent love. to child. You, the only yes. love that should be unconditional yes. is parent Thank to child. You. Yes. All other love needs healthy boundaries. Otherwise, it's that's not love. Such a good yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. It's just such a good point. And that I doesn't mean, just go. That doesn't just go for romantic love. It goes for friendship love. Mm-hmm. It goes for any kind of affection. Someone needs to earn your respect and your friendship and your and your love. And if they're not yeah. willing to put in that time, they're not fucking worth you. Yeah. No. And these, not worth your time. these people are not worth you. If these people are willing to stand beside someone who did something so heinous to you, no. And I think. You're totally correct, but I think it's easier said than done. Because and, but that's why I you know it's don't like do it, yeah, they don't want to cause the ripple effect. And I mean, like so many times tonight, we've said things, and someone else will be like, you know, it's like when I said, "Are men intimidated by that?" And you were like, "Who cares?" Like you, you <laughs> called me out. You said, "Who cares?" And it's just like, why? Like you're totally right. Like why didn't I why? think? Who cares? But we're conditioned to worry about what men think. Yeah, above what we think about ourselves. Not mm-hmm. just men. I think. Yeah, that's true. Others. Women are, are put under a different microscope, I think, in that we feel we have to prove ourselves to everyone constantly mm-hmm. without accepting the fact that people need to prove themselves to us. You have to be nice. You have to be like this June Beaver still, yeah. like stereotype. Every, everybody what a woman needs is. to like you. And yeah. you need to make sure you make everyone happy because then they'll like you. Because Being it's really a bitch is liked. bad. And yes. like. <laughs> I don't like being a when strong I was like woman, a young being a bitch. Being respected was so much more important to me than being liked, and I don't know at what point that changed. Thank I don't think you. I ever had that, and I should have because that's how it should be. People should have to earn your respect. You shouldn't have to mm. bend over backwards to be nice to people that don't even fucking matter to you. No, mm. like 
And like just being assertive and knowing who you are and knowing your own mind isn't being a bitch. No, it's being it's a just strong being a person. person. It's being a yes. person. Not even a strong, just a person. Yes. Just we, baseline. We should know what we want to be. And like that's just, oh God, this world is so toxic. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so toxic. Dear Lord. Man, so in terms of the advice for that, I just, like, I don't know. Like, it's really freaking hard. There is no I know that, like, that. I would have trouble not calling that person out. I would too. I, I am just someone who tends to. I feel do like that. maybe you just need to ask your friend, like, why are you still talking why would, to him? Yeah. Like, why would you sad, he, like, what sad he, react? Knowing what he did to me. What makes you feel comfortable that he wouldn't do the same thing to you if he was given yeah. a chance? Almost like open up a dialogue. Because he would. Like, like, oh yeah, open up the dialogue. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. At the worst, the worst thing's going to happen is you're going to lose someone who, quite honestly, is not being a very good friend to you. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like I would almost frame it as like, hey, like I noticed you, you, you gave me a sad reaction to my status. Like, do you remember when I told you about that thing that happened with the friend of ours? Like, yeah. like, did you ever think about maybe like not being friends with that person? Anymore? Like, I don't know, kind of bringing it up. Like, like that because yeah. mm. like you probably should because it's 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 it should always be relevant but it's a social media craze right now like what's like mm-hmm. so it's, it's on it's, a lot of people's minds that mm-hmm. might not normally be thinking about it mm-hmm. but that's how minds get changed exactly you know which is why i think like strike while the iron's hot like now is a good time to be talking about these issues because everyone's starting to talk about these issues yeah. fucking fine coming out of the woodwork and the more you never people, would have expected like and that's why i hit the me too hashtag myself it's like it's not just a silly hashtag it's mm. about empowering people with voices that that and, and showing that there are so many voices so many there are so many of us that have been affected by us and and the people who haven't been affected by it you know someone who has mm-hmm like, yeah, like you have, like it's it's touched your life, even if it hasn't touched your life. Yeah, yeah. And I should say as well, just a quick point: if it has not happened to you, do not feel left out. Because no. I saw something on Twitter that essentially mm. was yeah. like, no, we have to oh, touch we on this. We we'll touch on it quick. Yes. But I yeah. saw it is it essentially a tweet being like it was a post secret, and it was you know like speaking first person, I guess like. I'm seeing all these people talk about how sexual assault happens has happened to every woman, but like it hasn't happened to me. Like why? Why not? Again, and I would bring up that false consciousness argument too. Mm-hmm. Like what has happened to them that they have reframed in their mind right. yeah. to think. Like I don't want to say every woman, but honestly, in my experience, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know a woman who hasn't. Like I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean, even to if be totally even honest, if it's just a man that honked his horn at you while you were walking. It's in true. Front of him. That's very you true. Have been, you yeah. have been sexually harassed, or some scream out the window that you didn't understand. Yes. Yeah. Those are terrifying. You have I no idea what they said. That's seriously. Mm. But it was obviously it was directed to you, at you, and you didn't ask for it. I I had, like, a rock thrown at my head because one time when I was on Dow campus, it was back when I was doing my first bachelor, and I was just, like, walking up Le Marchand or one of those streets, and some, a bunch of guys were up on, like, a balcony of a house apartment, and they were, like, yelling, and I really didn't assume Mm. they were yelling at me, and I was just walking by. And then all of a sudden, this big snowball with like studded with rocks and was clearly Fuck. ice came blazing oh by my head, like missed me by millimeters. Oh and I like whip around and like look at these guys and they're just staring at me. And it's like because I didn't respond to their catcalls mm. because they you felt didn't it was automatically okay. no, yeah, to get your attention. Yeah, exactly. Oh that God. like physical assault is the next 
acceptable step in this Was this I walking home from the bars with you one night when a guy tried to talk to us and we told him very politely that we were not interested and he threw his boutine at us? You were not with me. You were with, was um, with your friend? someone else. Who I was with someone. Fuck? I don't remember. Was, was it your friend? It was the night I fucked. <laughs> I went oh, home that's with him. Right. And you, you that's had why you were with us. Was it, was it, was it your, who was your roommate? It was someone. It was yeah. him. Yeah, we, we were just bleep, walking. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Until midnight, and I caught the last bus, and the last bus that would get me anywhere would get me to North Street, and I had to walk from North to Hollis. So, like, I was walking through like the downtown area, which was relatively well populated. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't feel so bad, but like one night, this guy followed me from the time pretty much I got off the bus until I got down, kind of like past the downtown core, past like Argyle or Blowers, where there were people, and he was talking to me like he thought I was thirteen. I was like, you know, in my late 20s, mid like 20s. Yep. But he was basically like, oh, you gotta run home to get home to your parents. Like, what are you doing? Oh, and like, for people I, who don't do have so this is like a 25 to 30 minute walk. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it's yeah. not short. This is a long walk. And I was with the Frenchman at the time who I've meant the physical abuser who I mentioned earlier, who, like, you know, mm. it wouldn't be within his scope to come and meet me at the bus stop in not. his car to oh, get Oh my god. Like it's like, you know, you're working, you're it's your thing, you get home. And uh, yeah, like this one one time this guy fought like oh I have so many stories. Like one time I got off the bus and mm-hmm. this guy kept telling me he wasn't the South End sleep watcher, and I'm like, Well, I think you kinda are now. Too <laughs> 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 many times, sir, that you're I'm testing a lot Yeah. <laughs> me thinks, sir, do protest too much. <laughs> like this one guy, he followed me from like the downtown core to where we were getting to where there were no people and like first mm-hmm. tackling it like thinking I was 15 or 16 yes. and like so creepy oh. and then like when I'm like no I'm going home to my my pseudo husband, my boyfriend long term <laughs> right. boyfriend, yeah. like I, I'm just getting off work, I just want to go home mm-hmm. like I'm not out because I'm partying or anything right. like that, like I want to just go home. Mm-hmm. And, like, he would not leave me alone. And I finally had to just be like, dude, fuck off. Or yeah. I'm calling the fucking police right now. And then he got sour. Of course. And <laughs> like, Am I going to get physically assaulted? No. Yeah. yeah, basically. And that's it's just why, like. That's why girls laugh when bad jokes are made and when people make stupid comments. And that's why we smile. Because we're fucking terrified. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so true. Do you remember when I worked home from Hannah's and some guy tried to get me into his van when we lived <gasps> together in the North End? No. Yeah. Was so, I with you? This was a five-minute walk. No, I was alone <laughs> because it was a five-minute walk. I was walking home from a friend's place and I was a little bit buzzed because, of course, we were having some fun because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking adult and I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy was in this van. Van, good van. Like, yeah. And he was, like, parked alongside the road. And he was like, hey, 
hey, my phone's not working. Can you tell me where this street is? And, like, I'm a good person. And I expect the best of people. And Hashtag this is, Canada. And this is, yeah, this is the first time <laughs> anything like this had ever happened to me. So, like, I was not expecting it. Because I, I like, I grew up in a no, middle of nowhere. Everyone's super nice. I'd never had an experience like this in Halifax and all the time I'd lived there. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, and I'm far away from him. So I'm freaking safe. So I'm like, oh, well, I pull up my phone and I'm like, I'm like trying to help this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know the directions very well. I'm sure the street he made up now was made up. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, and then all of a sudden he like, he's like, so I see you, you've been drinking, haven't you? Like uh-huh. scolding me. And I was like, and I looked up and I was like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's it to you? And he was like, maybe you shouldn't be. And I walked, and it was the scariest walk I've ever had oh in my, my life. God. I basically ran, and I was looking over my shoulder because I thought he was going to come follow me. I was going down Brunswick once, yeah. and this truck, this pickup truck, came, like, zooming past me, and it, like, stopped. Like, they were going, they were speeding, and then all of a sudden, it's like, slam on the brakes, stop. Like, nothing's, they're not getting out of the truck, they're not doing anything, they're just sitting there. I'm like, fuck that shit. Jesus. <laughs> oh, around and go the God. other way, and just find another way home. See, this is why even if you think you haven't been sexually harassed or assaulted, and I'm not saying you have, you probably have. Mm-hmm. It's just realized. I think people have it in their heads that yeah, these little things aren't. Yes. I haven't been raped. Not, 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 not little things. Bad yeah. enough. Nobody yeah. tore my clothes yeah. off in a dirty alley. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to compare whatever happened to me to someone who had it worse. Just someone's always going to have it worse. Tina Davis in that movie where they gang raped her in the bar. Like it wasn't yeah. that. So obviously it's not. It could have been the same so thing as saying that emotional abuse is an abuse. Yeah. yeah. It's people who it's say exact same it's shit. people who mm-hmm. say just because something bad happened to you, you haven't had it worse, so you shouldn't be sad. Of course you can be sad. Yeah. And of course you it's can be sad. And of course, it's your worst. And of course, it's you can worse. be harassed yeah. and assaulted. Don't compare it to anyone else. What matters is what happened to you exactly. and how it affected you. 100%. It doesn't matter how small or how big it is because mm. it affected you. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's that's, that's what it is. You, you said it. Yep. And it, no one deserves it. No. No one. No one deserves to walk away no from any human experience or interaction feeling less than what they were worth before it happened. Mm-hmm. And too many of us do, and too many of us compartmentalize it, or we excuse it, because that's what we're taught to do, mm-hmm. and it needs to stop. Yeah, I saw a great post by, um, I can't remember who it was now, but it was a man, and he was saying, like, I've been sexually abused within the Hollywood system. Yes. However, I'm not using the Me Too because the difference is women are taught to expect yes. this. Yeah. They are taught it's something they just have to put up with. They yeah. just have to deal mm-hmm. with. They just yeah. have to go through. You can't dress a certain way. You can't be out past a certain time. You can't walk mm. alone. You need to carry your keys a certain way. You, you should can't have mace in your purse. Things. You need to give out yeah. fake numbers, but you can't make it obviously fake because then they'll call you out on it and then you might get killed. Like, yeah. this is real stuff that happens to real women. So please don't Minimize it. Don't yeah. brush it aside. Don't say, "Oh, I'm sure you were over dramatizing it," or "I'm sure it wasn't that bad," because it was. Yeah, it was to them, and that's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you think it was big or bad. What matters is they thought it was big and bad, and it has affected them, and it will continue to do so for a lot of us for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I will say too, um, because I think I. We're gonna end this on a on a action note. Things that <laughs> yes. so like things yes. we can do. So and I think we need to speak to the male audience of intoxicated, which I don't know if I have a big male audience, but I don't care. I'm gonna talk to you. Um, I think we should start calling out our like the friends in our lives that are male when we see behavior that yes, um, 
could be even if it's little things. Um, maybe just tell them. Maybe don't do it that way. Or have you ever thought that maybe that would come off wrong? Like, I think you're being too nice. I think you just have to tell them. Fuck, fuck you. off. <laughs> you're totally fuck right. You. That's wrong. Start realizing that it's not okay to be like, well, he's always been that way. He's never going to change. Then you need to cut him out of your life. Or the you know? common one. He's only like that when he's drinking. No! Oh, yeah. I have some friends no. no. And you know what has well. happened? Is that there's actually a movement of us in this little friends group. Mm-hmm. Good. That this, there's this one guy that when he drinks, he becomes an absolute asshole. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, we just ignored it because of like, oh, whatever. You know, like, he's just like, Yeah, well, you know what? There's more and more of us that are completely shunning him. Good. Because you know what? Like, just... Like, I don't know. Like, I was... Okay, so my stepmother was emotionally abusive when she was drunk. Mm -hmm. So, I know that when you drink, you become honest. That's why we drink Mm. when we do these things. Yeah. To get through the difficultness. Inhibitions drop. Exactly. So, like, just because they're like that quote-unquote, when they drink, mm. just means they're showing you their true colors. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's a part I totally of, agree. It's a part of them that's always there. That's just what yeah. makes them feel like they can present it. But it's still there exactly. when the it, not. Yeah. It's not an excuse. If they no, do it when they're sober. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it was yeah. the opposite way around, no one would do that because they're like, well, that's fucking weird. Hey, I know this guy's <laughs> a total dick, but when he drinks, he's real nice, so he's it's worth real nice. No one no one says she was drunk. She's a real slut when she's drunk, and that's okay. They yes. say she deserved it because she, she was, was drunk. drunk. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. So, like, yeah, there's this particular person who's getting shunned from the group. And that's well, what, I, that's that's what, what you should, should be doing. doing. People are slowly backing away from that group of friends Good. because of this one like person. Dis- yeah. Like, distancing, like, not hanging yeah. out with, kind of. With this group of friends. Right. I've never been involved with the anarchist movement here in Halifax, but I was kind of like friends with someone who lived with someone who was in the anarchist movement. And at one point, like 10 years ago or so, there was a huge thing because like the leader, how is there a leader of an anarchist group? I don't know. (laughs) The leader was accused of rape by a woman. He was in a relationship with another woman and it divided the community like staunchly along these lines. Like... Mm. There were women or people who sided with her, mostly women, and then there was like everyone else who sided with him who was like basically, ah, he's all right. He's not like that all the time. Obviously, you did something to provoke it. Like he's in this long term relationship. How can you say he would do something like that? And like mm-hmm. the, the anarchists <laughs> were torn yeah, apart yeah. by yes. this kind of thing. Like they, like, you know, it was a big thing. Do they go to the police? Does she go to the police? But they don't believe in policing. It's just oh, like, oh, my God, God people. Oh, like, as an outsider, like, you are just, like, sealing your own prison with this, like, belief system that you're you're buying into for some reason. It's like, what if you had a friend that would just a great guy, totally great. What if he occasionally just stole shit from you? person. No. Being sexually aggressive towards anybody when they're drunk, male or female, 
That's not something you need to encourage or be around. Mm-hmm. Cut that person dead. If you want to really put in the effort and try to like make them a better person, go nuts. You probably won't succeed. Uh-uh. But it's yeah. better for you to just cut your losses and, and don't let that toxicness drag you down because it will. People will associate mm-hmm. you as the person that hangs up with that person and you mm-hmm. and don't get tainted by that because mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. Because people remember... Even probably maybe more so than that one person, they remember the people that stuck up for that. And person. we've already discussed that. That's a recurring yeah. theme right now. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are always people that will stand yeah. by them, and those are the people that honestly, like, those people are awful. Yeah, don't stand by. And don't stand by. They need education just as much as the yeah, assaulters they do. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no more of this. Well, we was stop using drug mess as a. Yeah. If if you, if you're like that when you drink. Stop fucking drinking. Yes. yes. True. Like, like that judge that's just that what I want to say. The like, woman who got raped in a bar after oh. being in a bar. Like, if you hadn't been in the bar, this would never happen. And it's like, no. If this guy hadn't driven drunk mm-hmm. to the bar, yeah. then maybe this wouldn't have happened. Like, why, why is, is the onus on me for being in public? Like, I just want to exist in public. Like, I have the right to, to be a public person. Yeah. Like, the minute you start defending someone, if the first words out of your mouth is, well... Just stop. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Just stop. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Admit that you're if done. If it starts with wow, that's a good well, point. Like if you yeah. need, if you need to draw out the syllables in one syllable word while yeah. your brain comes up with an excuse, you're coming up with an excuse. You're hating <laughs> it. It's not good. No, yes. not also goes with the word if. Yes. But like, no- what else? What else can we do to make men? <laughs> How am I trying to phrase this? Believe women. Because I think it, I think it starts, you're right, with education. Yeah. With young men. Yes. But also, older men who have been around forever. Yeah. Start, start, start calling like them. Saying, like, I grew up in the 60s and 70s yeah. when this yeah. was okay. But, like, it's been 40 years since the 70s. Why have you not learned? Exactly. Now? Stuff like that. Oh, calling he's from them, the old school. Fuck you. We don't live in the old school anymore. Exactly. We've in a long time. We were born in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> you either call it out or you yeah. cut them off. It's one or the other. Like, because, I mean, step up. we had an issue here in Halifax with cab drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still, we are good We still have. have. Yeah. And dentistry students. Oh, so many like when that broke all I could think of was like how many places have I worked how many places have I gone to school where there were pages like that and I just never fucking knew Mm -hmm. so many I mean if they can do it who's to say there aren't people here where I work right now not doing it like my god stop don't and like people minimize this because it's shit they have participated in and they don't want to be turned by I that. Think they that, don't want to yeah. think of themselves Actually, you know as the monster in the alley. That's that they a great are. thing to do. You know what? If you're a man and you have in the past participated in things like this, if you've laughed at a rape joke, if you've made mm-hmm. a rape joke, if you ranked a woman list based on how big their boobs were, if you did this shit, you're complicit. You're complicit. Stop being complicit. Just yeah. realize it. Everybody's got a pass of Be some real. of some shades. Like the ranking thing is something so many it's guys okay do. Okay, if, if you Cotter just not. Dot com. yeah, Fuck. just take a step Ugh. back. Realize what you've done and sit with it for a minute and realize that doesn't have to be you for the rest of your fucking life. Exactly. You can get better and you should get better because you deserve the life where you're better because it's a way better life. <laughs> so, like, don't think that just because you've been this way, you can't change. Yeah, that's a good point. And don't, and yes, some people are going to shit on you and you do kind of deserve it a little, 
But there are people that are, if you really are committed to changing yourself, there are people that will recognize that. If you put the effort in, you'll get back what you put out. Yes. And yes, you may have to eat shit for a little while, but you got to dig yourself out of a big fucking hole. <laughs> but if you keep digging, you're going to get out of it. And people will support you once you get there and they see you're really trying because, and I think that's something women need to, to do too. Be like, I know it's easy to say all men because as yeah. a group, yes, men are mm-hmm. awful, but honestly it isn't all men and there are good ones out there and there are men that can change and that are willing to change and let them change, yeah. you know, like help and other, them change. And other help men change. too, help them change. Other men help the men change. Don't yeah. shit on someone just because someone has a bad past doesn't mean they can't have a bright future. You can have a bright future even if you had a shitty past. Don't feel like you're fenced in and don't let other people feel you're fenced in. If you want to change, for the love of God, it's in you to change. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of scoff at the not all men hashtag. Like, you know yeah. what? Maybe not all men. Yeah. But However. so it's many of you have all met at least once. Like, mostly men. all met yeah. at least once. So you at least majority? friends like, with I one of those The definition men. of majority is above 50%. Yeah. yeah. And like, if yeah. majority? If like 99% yeah. of women have had one of these experiences, then how? That's like, just like two men running around doing all this shit. No. Like, no. I mean, come on, guys. No. And I also just don't think a group of four men will get together and record for three hours about this. No. Like, we've all had multiple experiences. Boatloads of experiences. You know, I multiple stories. stories. If there were four men that sat around a table talking about this, they would be marrying us four women. <laughs> like, we would hunt them down. <laughs> You know what's hot? Respecting women. <laughs> <laughs> Safe words. You know yeah. what's super hot? Yeah. Consent. Consent. Affirmative consent. consent. Oh, damn. Yeah. Open communication. Panties mm. are dropping. These are all my keywords, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the keyword section, I'm just going to be putting all that in. Just bloody Big consent, like, the third one, like, oh, every yeah. single time. Just, like, layered in there. <laughs> Well, this was fucking crazy. I am gonna end it because otherwise we will be here all night. All the, we could just go on. Uh, how, did you, like, how did you guys like this? Like, do you think this is going to help? Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed talking with you guys about this because yeah. not only did I get to talk about my story, I heard your guys' stories. And this is a fucking important discussion that needs to be ongoing. And the thing that I found is that all four of us had different experiences. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that it's one recurring thing. There's it's no all one archetype. Four of us had four different experiences. Experience. 50 yeah. shades of shit. Yeah. That's like the tell the episode. <laughs> a million shades of shit. Yeah. So many shades of shit. Because we are give, we are giving you the cliff notes of our lives. And that's just it. Yeah, I've only given you like two or three experiences. Yeah, I have so like, many more experiences right? with different people. Not just yeah. that one guy. Like oh, it's yeah. ongoing. Yeah. It's a big mountain. But We're like strangers for brevity's sake. Yeah. We need to yeah. cut it off. That's the thing. We're not we're not going to no. be here for three years no. telling him all of our shit. <laughs> we could no. be. We could be. We've got enough but material. I think, and I think, too, it's no matter who you are, if you're someone who wants to talk about it, if you're someone who doesn't, um, I think hearing other people's stories and hearing yeah. hearing voices is important. It's so important to know you're not alone. Exactly. And you know, mm-hmm. and you know that if you do speak up, you're going to have a... a People supporting you. Yes. People like us. People will always be there to support you. Even if you feel like the people necessarily around you immediately right now won't support you, there are people outside of that 
that will mm-hmm. support you. There are there are people you can call. There are people you can talk to. There are support groups. Yeah. There are websites. We live in an age right now of technology where everything is at our fingertips. Literally, if you have a phone, which yeah. most of us do, I'll mm-hmm. be linking to a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We should include like, Avalon. Don't be afraid to reach out. And, if, and even and... if you reach out the first time and you get scared and you pull back. That doesn't mean you failed. You took a first you step. Took a step. You took a step. Sometimes I went to therapy four times before I was ready to actually talk. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get yourself out there, but every time you put yourself out there, you're getting out there. Exactly. Like every move you make is a positive move forward. It doesn't matter how small. Yeah. And all four of us here, it took us a while to figure out what happened. Oh god! Oh, it wasn't instantaneous. You it gonna, took us yeah. a long time. You won't time. wake up the next day and be able to be like, "This was oh, a time was assault." No, that's not how yeah. it works, no. guys. The world would be easier if it was, but the yeah. world isn't easy, and that's not how it is. And that's why love really lets us down in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Statutes of limitation, like yeah. it take it can take twenty years to admit to yourself what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who are going to listen no matter how long it takes you to get there. There's always some. Don't ever think you waited too long. You didn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many years or decades it takes for you to come to terms with what happened to you. What happened to you is real and valid. Yeah. And it's important and you're important. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Aww. That's a good well, <laughs> Honest, Honestly, I can't thank the three women at this table enough for doing this because this is not just a fun party podcast. This was deep shit. This was heavy. Um, and I thank you so much hey, we thank for, you. for coming yeah. because thank you for bringing this was like us a here. really good therapy session. This was a wonderful <laughs> idea for a topic. And, and yeah. I was so excited when you, when you brought it up. I mean, yeah. thank you for sharing your story too. Goodness gracious. I mean, it's hard, but it's so cathartic. I it's really love cathartic. to do an yeah. episode on like incels and the red pill and the black pill and like all the pills. And, and uh, yeah. yeah. And also I, I do want to get into like BDSM stuff. Like I want to talk about <gasps> Really? Yeah. Yeah. Call me. Call me. <laughs> Experience sexual assault, you are valid and important. Here, here, here. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea.